Take your Bible, wherever you are, lift it up. Say, this is my Bible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. It's a word of truth. A working knowledge of this Bible will make me free. I declare, therefore, that I am because I read the word. Mm -hmm. I continue in the word and I do what the word says. For the scripture has said, your thing sounds too air conditioned. For the scripture has said what? Say a big amen. amen. A louder amen. amen. Praise God. So let's go to the book of John 21. John 2, we're going to read a long scripture. Today I'll be talking about, I go fishing. Say, I go fishing. Ah, but it's a series called Feed My Sheep. So go to John chapter 21. If you are there, say amen. If you're on your way, say, please wait for me. I'm also coming. Hallelujah. Let's read together. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. Verse 2. They were together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas called it. I don't know why Thomas is so close to Peter. Usually when you see Simon, Peter, you see John, James, Nathaniel, and the other, and Andrews. But this time I'm seeing Thomas. Thomas is so close to the leader. And I'm not surprised the things that happened to the leader. Because Thomas the doubter. You know, he had said that until he sees the, 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 the holes in the Lord's hand and on his feet, he will not believe. And it's the piercings on his side. He will not believe. Now he has shifted position. He's come close to Thomas. He's come close to Simon Peter. And he's beginning to influence Peter. How do I know? Let's continue. Verse 3. Simon Peter said unto them, I go. I go what? Come on, help me. I go what? A fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. We don't always have to see Jesus to believe. May you hear his voice. May you become used to him in the name of Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, children or lads, have ye any meat? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. They cast therefore now and there were not, they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. May somebody catch some fishes. I can't hear your Amen. Verse 7, therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he grabbed his fishes coat unto himself, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land. But as it were, 200 cubits dragging the net with them, with fishes. Verse 9, as soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. May God supernaturally supply all your needs. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said unto brink of the fish which ye have caught. Now Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full. Simon Peter, 153 great fishes. This guy was able to pull the fish. Maza, may you get some strength this morning. You can't be a believer and be weak. Come on, receive supernatural strength. I mean it. I said receive supernatural strength. No breakdowns, breakings, breakforths in your life anymore. Become stronger. So the Lord said that, and this guy single-handedly pulled 153 great fishes. Hey, be anointed in Jesus' name. Some of you, you work for 16 hours and you look normal. I can't hear your amen at all. Because some of you, when you work for two hours, you become breathless. It's as if you are going to die. May the anointing of physical strength come on you afresh. <laughs> become stronger. I need your amen. Because you see, you that are called a Christian, you have a double role, a king and a priest. Your kingship role is to go find food, rule. And your priestly role is in the house of God. 
So you need double portion. That's why you are king and you are a priest. A lot of people this Sunday morning, they are resting in their houses. They say, easy like what? Sunday morning. I am easy. Ah. Easy like Sunday morning. I'm easy. Easy like Sunday morning. Ah. So they are, they are eating fish kebabs and they are drinking beer. But you, you are here. So you know that you require greater strength. I say you require a great, you receive it. You see, you, you must receive it as I speak because God is releasing some strength on you. When I look at my schedule, it's not for ordinary people. You can't do the things I do. You cannot. Unless you have extra. Come on, say extra here. Receive some extra strength. Ah, your amen is too air conditioned. I say receive some extra energy. So when the Lord spoke to him, he pulled the whole fishes to shore. One man. You are moving from grace to grace. I feel like you be healed in the name of Jesus. Those of you, you have a very poor heart rate. Receive healing right now. I see the Lord exchange your heart for another heart. I see supernatural surgeries being performed on you this morning. I see a new lung and a new, you see, your, 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 the things that control your breathing is being cleared up right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. I mean this prayer. I say it's being cleared up right now. Become strong in Jesus' name. Wow. Verse 12. Jesus said unto them, come and dine. And none of the disciples that said to him, who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Verse 13. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Verse 15. So when he had dined, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, loveth thou me more than these? He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, what? Oh, come on. Do what? I can't hear you. Do what? Let's continue. Verse 16. He said unto him the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I what? I what? Mm -hmm. He said unto him, Do what? Come on, say it with some strength. Say it like you really mean it. Thank you very much. Verse 70, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Jesus, Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, what? Father, have mercy on me this morning. Have mercy on us. Plant your word in our hearts. Let our love for you ever increase. And as you did for these disciples, before they came to shore, you had served them filet mignon and caviar with all the things that makes for comfortable living. I pray that as we draw nigh and closer, you would help us to overcome the fears of the worries, the things we will wear, the things we will eat, where we will sleep. We will draw nigh and then they will be supplied to us in the name of Jesus. For if we love you, we will be involved in your sheep. We will become shepherds. Sheep business will become our business. You never said we should love you back. And the only expression to show that we really love you is when we are concerned about others. Let our hearts be open to receive this life and love from our Father and our Master Jesus Christ. We thank you for hearts that are open this morning to hear your word. And Lord, I pray, whilst the word is at it, let there be healing. Let the power to heal be released. Lord, anyone who had crisis, they are at a conundrum. They don't know what to do today. Father, I pray that the arguments will be settled in the name of Jesus. That your hearts will be made up concerning you and your house. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. And somebody shout amen. Shout a better amen. Praise the Lord. Kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord.
I'm happy to see all of us. Amen. Glory to God. Say, I go a fishing. Say, I go a fishing. Now, I want you to realize that if you are a leader of any sort or you are sent to a certain uh, height, maybe in your office, in your family, or in the church, or you belong to any grouping of people, and you have, by reason of labor, endurance, or being there for a long time, you rise to a certain office, you must be very careful about the things you say. Because when you uh, become somebody of significance in that space, it's no longer about you, but it's about the people who are looking up to you, people who are watching you, people who want to become like you. That is the focus that you should have when God, by his mercy, is able to elevate you. You cannot be selfish when you are a leader. In fact, if you are selfish, you may not rise at all. You may not rise at all. And so anytime God promotes you, be very, very conscious of the office they have given you because sometimes the mistakes you make, it will not be forgiven. It's always a wonder to me why God would not forgive Moses for his mistake. Bible described Moses as the meekest man on the earth. That's what the Bible said. It said Moses was the meekest. That means that he was a man who had great control over his power. He never abused his power. He never abused the office that the Lord had given him. But he made a mistake that cost him so much. And despite his cries, his tears, his um, asking for a second chance, the Lord didn't give to him. And I believe the reason why the Lord didn't give him that second chance was not what he did, but the people who were around when he did what he did. Because the whole of the children of Israel had gathered. And when the Lord told him to speak to the rock, he struck the rock. So it wasn't about him disobeying God, but the presence of the people who were there. Because people were looking up to Moses. People were modeling their life after Moses. And the Lord thought, look, what you had done would cost a generational crisis. I can't let you pass. So when you become uh, somebody great or God is raising you up, zip your tongue and be very careful. You cannot be careless with your words. Because when you say something, the effect, you'll be amazed. People may not think you are much or even you may not think you are much yourself. But I can tell you a lot of people are watching you. A lot of people are watching the way you are living your life. You have become an inspiration to a lot of people, but the truth may be that you don't even know. Most of the time, we don't know the office we carry, the elevation God has given us until we begin to see the effect of our words. Hallelujah. I realize that for myself, I'm very careful if I have to say something because what I would say may not carry the same weight that maybe Didi will carry. And if I'm careless to say something, it may have a very long-lasting effect on somebody. I thought I may have been joking, but it's not true. Amen. That's why some of you, you will not be permitted to say the things you are saying. Because a lot of people are looking up to you. Come on, let me hear you. Amen. You have to grow up. Because now that God has placed you in that place, it's not about you anymore. It's about the people that God has put you over so that they can learn. And you cannot be careless. I say you cannot be careless. You know, Jesus had died. And all of a sudden, all the goodies, the applause had quietened. The crowd were now spares and thin. All the things that made the ministry a ministry was no more. Don't forget, while Jesus was alive, there were... Women who were dedicated to providing all their needs. And so in Jesus' ministry, he never lacked any good thing. And if you were a disciple, surely you never lack any good thing either. So all the fried kebabs, the kele willies, the 
fish and the very nice dainties had ceased. No more food. And now when they were walking around, they didn't have crab because if you are with Jesus, you have so much crab, you think it's about you. You know, when the Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus begging that he would heal her daughter, you know what the disciples said? They said, and they said unto him, Master, send her away for she cried after us. It wasn't after them. It was after Jesus. But because they were associated with Jesus, they were enjoying stuff. It's good to be around good men. Amen. It's good to be around great men. It's good to be around people that God has elevated. Because the thing they enjoy, you would also enjoy. I can't imagine Jesus checking into Waldorf Astoria and then the disciples would go into a wayside Marriott. They would all have checked into the Waldorf Astoria. Because they were connected to a blessed man. May you be connected to somebody who is blessed. I can't hear your amen. And everything that flows in that person may also flow in you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So, everything had ceased. And besides that, Jesus had died a very, very ignominious death. Ignominy is shameful. For you to be crucified on the cross, naked and stuck naked, stripped naked, was a very shameful thing. So now, they couldn't and they didn't want to associate with Jesus anymore. And so even though Jesus had risen from the dead, they were still carrying that mindset of shame. Praise the Lord. And so they were in transition. And Peter, he was the leader. By reason of the name that God had placed on him, he's called Simon Bajonah or Simon, son of Jonah. But Jesus said, thou art Simon, but I will call you the rock, Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So technically, Jesus had changed the estate the character and caliber of Peter. Just by his words. And I want you to believe. When God says you are what he says you are, you better believe it. Let me hear amen. Because sometimes you may not feel like it, but once God has spoken, it is so. I said it is so. And so today you are weak. You, are, you think you are nothing. But I came to let you know, God says I should tell you that you are more than a conqueror. And begin to act like you are more than a conqueror. Shout a big amen. God told me to tell you you are healed. So begin to act healthy. And stop acting sick. To draw men's sympathy. I'd rather you draw God's sympathy than the sympathy of men. Nobody will hold your hand with a walking stick. I say nobody will hold your hand with a walking stick. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus so Paul, Peter should have walked in that newness that God had conferred on him by reason of his words. He was struggling. So now the ministry had come to an end. Everything is in transition. Everything is not clear. Everything is becoming confused. And then now he's hanging out with Thomas, the son of Didymus. You know, as for Thomas, seeing is believing. Do you have friends like that? I said, do you have any friend like that? Charlie, until the money is in the account, don't believe. Until I see the nail holes in his hand, don't believe. All of a sudden, Peter has become very close with Thomas. And then suddenly, the next time we hear Peter speak, he said, I go a fishing. I go a fishing. Now that I don't know what is going to happen, I'm going back to what I'm used to. I'm going back to my comfort zone. I'm going back to familiar territory. I'm going back to the environment that nurtured me. I'm going back to the things I know. I can't stay here. I don't know. The future is not clear. The present is very confused. And I want to go back to get myself to a place where I can flow better. 
I want you to know that anytime you are walking with God, it is not going to be a straight road like that. Because anytime there's a change, God's about to move you to the next level. And I'm praying for you that when these things begin to happen in your life, you will not start doing that. I'm going back to my old church. Because I'm used to the environment there. You will miss your time and your calling. Let me hear amen. amen. I'm going back to my old boyfriend. Now this Christian life, I'm not having chibum anymore. I'm not able to buy fried rice and chicken anymore. I'm not going to Dubai on holidays anymore. Even my face cream, I can't buy. No, I can't live this life anymore. I, I want to go back. Efficient. I want to go back. I want to go back to the things I'm used to. It's always amazing that when people, they get into a little challenge, they always go back. And as long as you set your eyes on the back, you can never go forward. Get used to walking with God. When you can't see your way clear, he's there. When you don't know where the next miracle is coming from, you better keep going forward. Because in Egypt, there's nothing there. You have selective amnesia. You only think about the garlics, the leeks, and the melons, but you forgot, and the fishes. But you forget that you were strawing for straw and making bricks out of the straw that you have strawed for. And when the enemy finds you there, he will always show you the good side with your old boyfriend. Dude, I'm going to ring your number. Hello. I said, I'm going to dial your tune. I'm coming to your bedroom. Let me hear him. So I don't like this church anymore. The thing you are doing, I don't understand. Brother, God brought you to let change your life forever. I say he brought you to change your life forever. And elevate the work that he has started. But when you get to that place and you are not sure, be very careful the things you say. Because it's not about the things you are saying. It's about the people who are following. Immediately he said that. They said unto him, we, we, we are going with you, Kra. After all, are you not the rock? Are you not the one that the Lord said we should, you know, you are the rock upon, if you say you are going to fishing, what should we do? If you are going to fishing, we cannot go to preaching. Because you are the boss. So, oh, he said, I'm going home. But he thought he was alone. He wasn't alone. He had forgotten that the Lord had anointed him to be the foundation of the church. So as soon as he said that, the other said, well, if the boss says we should go this way, how about us? You'll be amazed the decisions you make based on the way you see your friend. Some of you, even if Jesus is standing here, you will not listen to him. Because he has given you somebody who is modeling Jesus after you. And sometimes when that person makes a mistake, you also go down. That's why you must pray for your leader. Uh, you must pray for your pastor. I'm telling you the truth. Because you may think that, oh, as for me, I'm isolated. You may not be as isolated as you think. You may not be immune to his mistakes as you think you, as you may be thinking. He makes a mistake before you realize you'll be good. Because you are not seeing Jesus. He's calling you, lads, have you caught any fish? None of them perceive it was Jesus. It is the people they were used to. They had become the model for Jesus. That's why if you're a leader here, be careful the things you say. Come on, let me hear you, amen. When you say, I'm tired, seven people will say, I'm also tired. When you say, I don't know what this is. 18 people will say, I don't know what. 18 people will also say, I don't know what is going on. Nothing is going on, brother. It is the Lord who is going on. I can't hear your amen. See, you make quips and statements in the choir. But before you realize, you see, you say something innocuous, and the next choir meeting, nobody comes. So, but why didn't they come? Oh, it's you, that thing you said. It has entered them. Sixteen people decided not to come to church because of your quips that you said. You thought it was innocent. It was of no, but a lot of people are watching up to you. So, as soon as he said that, the others said, Charlie, fishing we go. Come on, say fishing we go. And then they all jump into the ship that night. They've gone fishing. They've gone back to their old ways. 
may you not backslide. I say, may you not backslide. You see, when you take a hit, I like the way TDJ says it. He said, to take a licking and still be taken. Licking, you know, when they beat you blood, you lick, you lick your blood and still be taken, moving on. May you be strong. Hey, I said, may you be strong. I'm telling you, those of you, you've gone to sleep. Your prayer life has been comatose. Go and rise up and speak it up again. You may not know what's going on, but go back. God will show himself again. God is going to reveal himself to you again. Can I have a believing amen there? Because it's not every time that you see your way clear. It's not every time. It's not every time that you know how the road will go. Then you don't need faith. You don't need faith. If God shows you the roadmap to where you are going and everything is clear, why do you need to pray? If God tells you tomorrow, this is what's going to happen. Seven years from now, that's going to, what do you need God for? Because he has shown you the roadmap and you don't need him, but God wants you to depend on him. So he will show you the end of the fight, the end of the game, but you need to depend on him whilst you are going. And whilst you are going, sometimes it will be very hazy and cloudy, but look forward. Forward is always better than back. Mm. I said forward is always better than backwards. I said forward is always better than the things you have left behind. Shout amen. I said shout amen. I don't expect you to backslide no more. I don't expect you to go back to the old things you were doing no more. God has delivered you from death. You have no business there. I said you have no business with that guy whose teeth is broken. Come on, I can hear you, amen. You have no business there. How can you put yourself through that stress again? When, look at the fight we had to fight. Demons had to be cast out. Powers had to be contested with for you to gain your liberty. And then you wholeheartedly and willingly walk into the trap. Not you in Jesus' name. I said not you in the name of Jesus. I said not you in the name of Jesus Christ. So... They went back. They went back to fishing. They went back to the thing they were used to. They went back to their comfort zone. They went back to the things that, you know, they, they knew their way around. But I want you to know that when you're walking with God, you will not always know your way around. Anybody tells you that it's, it, the road will be a smooth sailing, then why do you need faith? What is faith? First John 5 verse 4. Is it 414? He said, whatsoever is born of God, that's what? Overcome the world. And this is the faith that overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Come on, say victory. Victory that overcomes even our faith. So, the reason why God puts faith in your heart is because there are fights that you must overcome. And when you can't see, you just march forward in the name of Jesus. Yea, though I walk through. Come on, say I'm walking through. You don't stop through. You don't return back. You go through it until you get to the end of it all. Shout a big amen. I came to encourage somebody. Be strong going forward. You lost the fight, but go back and take on that. Don't go back. Back is always comfortable, but it's a trap. When you go back, know that it's going to be worse than you ever went back. Yes, because Satan will bring seven other spirits more wicked than himself. So that this time, you cannot escape. I see you escape. I say, I see you escape. I say, I see you escape. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Sorry, my profession. Now, there's nothing wrong with you going back to work. Say, going back to work. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, if you are not backsliding and your source of income is stopped and you have no profession doing right now, you better find some work to do. Because Jesus will always work with people who are working. He will always work with people who are working. And so if you are not working, God is not going to call you. He doesn't have time for lazy folks. I'm waiting on the Lord. Go get some work. Let me hear him, man. I said, go get some work. Go and learn a trade. One of the best professions in Ghana here is to be a plumber. If I have my, I start a plumbing school. Good plumbers, they are so scarce. You have to wait for them for weeks. 
before they can come and attend to you. Why are you so quiet on me? Plumbers, oh, you will be shocked. And you are sitting there. Pastor, lay hands on me. I'll lay legs on you. Within two years, you can be very okay if you go and learn how to do plumbing work with your cute self. What is wrong with you being handsome and being a plumber? Handsome Plumbing Works Incorporated. But even you, not, you look so fine. If you appear with your plumbing, you, you, will be, you will just have that favor. You are pushing pen, but the plumber is getting 10000 for a small work. Plumbing. Dave, do you know that? I'm looking, I'm looking for, I can't get, as I'm talking to you right now. They are so busy. Courage, did you hear what I said? You did electrical. Go and learn plumbing. I'm serious. So you are a plumber and electrical contractor. If there's no electrical work, you can do the plumbing work. If there's no plumbing work, so you sit down, I'm an electrician. I have BS in electrical. Go and add plumbing to it. Come on, clap your hands and add carpentry. Why can't you do all the three? Why can't you do all the three? People, they call them handyman. When you say you're a handyman, you can do plumbing, you can do electrical, you can do carpentry, you can do masonry. If you find yourself like that, look, we can't, we can't, the jobs you have. Sit here, there's no job in the economy. I'm just showing you a job. I just showed you a way out to become very, very rich. Because they're plumbers. My goodness. Those who have ears, let them hear what I'm telling you can be a woman and you can become a plumber. Get a trade. Come on, let me hear your amen. Me, I'm an architect. Too. If you close the church down today, I won't eat stone. My signature alone, when I put my stamp and I sign, I get about 5,000, 10,000. Just my signature. Yeah, because, because you need... For approval from town and country for your drawings, to, you need a seal of an architect. So if I sleep 50 years, just my stamp can generate revenue for me. Generate revenue for me. Whilst I'm sleeping, I stamp alone. Thought I spent seven years in the university for nothing. You go to apprenticeship three years, you can't do it. And Go and learn the thing and stop this emotional. A lot of you are so indisciplined. You can't, you can't serve. For your own glory and blessings. You can't just wait in one place. You are so busy with the phone. You want to go and do TikTok. So the, the, the culture of learning skill, we don't have it anymore. But you see, these fishermen, imagine they didn't have any job. They will have been knocking the houses in Nazareth. Please, our master just died. Can you give us something? No go for you. But they had a profession. And they were good at the profession. They went back to fishing. They had something doing. May you have something doing. I said, may you have something to do. Yes. All the people Jesus called, they were busy. Tax masters, some were capitals, some were whatever. Fisher folk, they know how to fish. They had something they were doing. Don't sit in church and it's a disgrace for you to be begging. I said, it's a shame for you to be begging. And you are begging with your buttocks. I'm preaching, I'm telling you. So whilst you are waiting for the anointing, get your hands busy. Because when God gets to using you, he will call somebody who is already busy. And it will amaze you that whilst you are working, God will come there. You know, whilst they were fishing, Jesus appeared and said, Lads! Have you caught anything? 
May Jesus visit you at the workplace. No, so you don't have a workplace. So where is Jesus going to visit? You are not working. God wants to situate you in a location and you are not there. Where is he going to visit you? Whilst you are busy pushing the pen, the anointing will come upon you. I found out that unless you do something over and over and over and over, you may never have the visitation of God. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Anybody who tells you that God blesses riffraffs, it's not true. You must labor all night. I said all night. I said all night. That means you've put in every effort. And when you are exhausted and you've come to your wit end, then he will show up. Lads, have you any fish? You see, God wants to provide for you. I see him provide for you. I see him help you. But I need to get you to a place where you are a hard worker. You see, that's why Peter was so strong. He could pull a whole fish. So when God considered, Jesus was considering Peter, it wasn't because, as for Peter, he was a hey, hey, gra guy. When they said, it is Jesus, look at him. He just jumped into the water. He didn't even think. See, so you can carry the, you can carry whatever, carry the fish, but I want to see him. Zeal is more important to when God sees that you love him in your ignorance, he will elevate you. As for Peter, he will say things, even if he will regret, but at least he will say it. I say he will say it. Do you know that when they arrested Jesus in the garden, Bible said, and they all fled, including John the beloved, the one who was putting his head on Jesus' bosom. But you don't know that, that disciple. He said, and the disciple whom Jesus loved. Go and read the book of John. He said, Jesus loved him. But he never said anything. But at least Peter, he said something. God is waiting for you to say something he can hold you with. To account. That's where I'm going. Let me hear amen. John the beloved, he didn't say anything. But when they arrested, Bible said they all, including John. At least for Peter. Some disciples here. Then he wrote the song back. <laughs> I like Peter. Let me hear amen. Some of you are too cool. You have no zeal. See, the anniversary, your energy level is so low. You are not excited to even make a mistake. I just did. No energy. We need energy before we need direction. Where is the zeal and the energy? When Peter heard it was, he jumped into the water. He didn't check the depth. He said, Jesus, maybe I could even walk on water. Who knows? Because he's walked on water before. But the name Jesus excited him so much, he forgot the fish. You tried all night. You didn't catch anything. Now that you caught fish, would you look at this? 157 types of fishes, 153 types. Salmon, uh-huh. Tilapia, uh-huh. Please help me here. What? Herrings, uh -huh. what? What, what? Which one? Catfish, uh huh. Cassava fish. Please help me, those who cook fishes. Uh -huh. Oh, I can't hear. Baku, baku. <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> what? Bala fish, uh huh. Which other one? Cassava fish. One more million. Hallelujah. Look, instead of him being enamored with the catch, he left it. The guy has a heart. We need your zeal first. Let me hear amen. When you come to church, your energy level, you cannot be the rock. Peter, he opens his mouth, basa, basa. But Jesus, I like you. I say, I like you. He said, he said, if, if all men will leave you, me, I will die for you. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter can help Jesus. So he said, Lord, look at me well. If all these your disciples, including John the beloved, mm, who puts his head in your bosom, if they leave me, I will die. At least he said something. I said, at least he said something. You, you've never said anything. Every day you come. Let me be careful the things I say every day. You have kept your mouth shut. You have no covenant. Or anything that God can hold you with. Today, may you open your mouth. It's by opening your mouth that you can rise. 
Even if you make a mistake, God is merciful. Let me hear him. So for Peter, he had a heart for God. He was very, very zealous. We need zeal. Let me hear him. You are too nice and calculated and calm. You know, we can't, you have no, you don't have any excesses when it comes to God. When we want, we have to be very careful because if God, praise the Lord, you say, shut up. This is not the place you say, praise the Lord. Don't you know we're in a public place? Have some decency and decorum. We don't know. May you carry some excesses in the mighty name of Jesus. My last one. God will hold you to your words. Come on, say, God will hold you to your words. I can't hear. Say, God will hold you to your words. Now, going back to your secular work is not a bad thing when things are not working. But you see, the only thing Jesus did was to hold Peter to the things that he, Peter, has said he will do. That was the only reason why. Jesus had nothing on the others. He had only something on Peter. May God have something on you. I said, may God have something on you. None of them ever committed anything to God. Only Peter. He said, let's read that scripture. Matthew 25 verse 37. Put it on the screen for us. Matthew 26 and verse 25. Matthew 26 and verse 25. Then, 35, 35, thank you. Peter said unto him, though I should die with you. Did you hear any of the disciples say I will die? Please answer me. And we are so quick to pontificate at Peter. At least, Jesus had something that he could work with when it came to Peter. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. He said, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said, okay, I think they also said something. But it was Peter who was really, really committed. Amen. Peter, he said. But they didn't record all the what the others said. He said they all said the same thing. But why did God hold to Peter? And so when he went back to fishing, Jesus said, Oh, I thought you said you are with me. I thought you you said you will marry me. I thought you said you and I we will live together forever. And ever after. That's why when you come here, you make vows. Is that not it? The only time somebody can hold you is when you have said something you say you will do. And if you are here, you've made a vow to your wife. Keep it. You made a vow to a lady. Hold to it. Be a man of dignity. Let me hear amen. Because the words you said, when you were feeling good, it has been recorded in heaven. Now that the things is not feeling good anymore, you want to pull back. May you repent in the name of Jesus. Let's go back to another scripture in the book of Luke. John 13 and verse 37. John 13 and verse 37. Quickly. Are you being blessed this morning? John 13 and verse 37. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay. <laughs> Charlie, I'm waiting for you to come and tell me that. Pastor, we are with you, cry. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. Because now, the way you are saying, I have nothing on you. So the day you say, oh, Pastor, I'm tired. I said, are you not the one who said, you would die for me? <laughs> If your wife, your husband is not telling you anything, you have to let him talk. Do you love me? Mm. Don't you love me? Mm. So would you stay with me forever? Mm. Shall we always be like this? Mm. When, when the person is acting like that, you ain't got nothing on them. 
And that's why they won't talk. But I've never seen anybody who said they love somebody and they didn't say, hello, hello. When you were chasing beautiful Ophelia, didn't you talk? When you went to say, Ophelia, mm mm mm. You say, what, what are you saying? I'm sure you told her, look, you are the most pretty woman that has graced the gardens of this earth. When I look at your feet, I can imagine your face. When I saw you, my heart skipped a bit. And I've come to give you that skip to you to let you know that without you, please restore that skip back to me so that I can become normal again. And the lady was like, what? What did you say? It was the worst you spoke. That's why she said, I agree. Because if you are there, mm, 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 I can assure you, you never have gotten an answer. So how come you say you love God and you have said nothing? Ah. So as you are sitting there, we ain't got nothing on you. You are very, very careful. Your love is suspect. I'm preaching to you in the name of Jesus. But you see, one of these days, whilst we were worshiping God, Lord, I love you. I love you. Know that you are crying. It's being recorded. The day you stop church, the angel of Jesus will come and say, Ah, I'll come and hold you. Are you not the one who said you love me? What happened to the love? That is exactly what Jesus did to Peter. When he said, Peter, you said you would die. Come on, say, Die. Hey, die for me. What happened, Peter? Why could you betray me like that in front of little children? And you were speaking, well, hell, I don't know him. I've never seen him before. I'm not from Galilee. I don't have his accent. Hey, all of a sudden, you don't know me anymore. But you see, Jesus went back and reminded you, say you would die for me. So he asked him, do you love me? And then, you know, the last point. He did it in front of the other ones. Whilst Peter was busy eating the fish and the thing was coming through his nose and he was burping and making all signs of, you know, beautiful. When you are eating a very good food, you know, there's a way you smile. Is that right? When you get your favorite food, there's a way you even sit. Come on. Can I have some witnesses here? When I was growing up, there was a particular banco. When I think about that food, I'm never happy. It was banku and palm nut soup. They used to sell it near my mom's house. So I said, Johnny, go and buy me banku and that soup. But that food, when you are eating, you will sweat, even if you are in air condition. I don't know about what's, what is it with that banku and palm nut soup. You will break out like that, plenty. I mean, what kind of food is that? What kind of food is that? <laughs> oh, man. Because some of you, your fufu, you don't choke, you've been, you've been wiping sweat. Food. So, you see, Peter was enjoying the meal. And then Jesus reminded him. and said, look, you said you love me. Do you love me like you really say? He said, because if you say you love, you say you will die for me. Jesus, he doesn't forget your words. Oh. I said, he doesn't forget your words. Everything you have said before him, I will do. I will say, I will leave that relationship because it's taking me to hell. All the things you said before God, he hasn't forgotten. And he's going to ask you one of these days. You said you love me more than this. Prove it. And you will require an answer. May you have an answer to give him. I say, may you have an answer to give him. Those of you who have not said anything, God has no covenant with you. You have to say something that he can come back to. So he asked Peter, Peter, lovest thou me more than these? That's for another day. Let me hear amen. And then he asked him in front of the other ones. He wasn't embarrassing him. He was telling him, while you were saying this, Thomas was there. Nathaniel was there. All these other disciples were there. Do you still stand by what you said? Are you going to love me when things are hard and you can't find your way? Because Jesus had already made it so clear that he loved them. 
Because by the time they got to shore, there was food. The thing they were struggling to get, God had done it at the shore for them. If you can get to loving God, he will provide for you. He will supernaturally take care of you. When others are ending the hospital, you see that God is giving you a safe passage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He will show you that he really loves you by the things you do for you, even the things you've not even asked. Even while they were struggling, God was preparing food for them. My question is, do you love God? Do you have anything on God? Has God got anything on you? And if it comes to a place where you have crisis, would you continue? Uh, when your master is hung naked on the cross and it's all shame, would you still continue? You need to answer that question. Because without that, you can never rise in the work of God. For God to tell you, feed my sheep is an elevation. I said it's an elevation. For you to be involved in eternal work when it comes to souls, God's souls and sheep. I said, take care of these people for me. You need to have been through some experiences. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I want you to talk to God from the bottom of your heart. Lovest thou me more than these? Or you just came in for the fish? Or you came in for the for, for, the, for the, 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 the beauty of it. What, what is your contribution? Come on, I want somebody to talk to God. Talk to God, talk to God. Shamano Palaziri Mako Ribetete Ambrandelike Soto Shekefe Ibose Emose Kali Brahata Ashaka Tesoso Mandeleve Mandeleve May God elevate us. We want to see some zeal, some excitement. You are so placid and flat when it comes to God. There's no excitement about you. When we look at your face, it's as if we are burdening you, we are worrying you. Where is your excitement? The Lord is asking you today. We need some zeal in the house. The zeal of the Lord. I have love for God. I'm excited about Him. There are no words. There's nothing left.
Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, Peter said, Lord, washes thou my feet. Washes thou my feet. What's wrong with you? You are the Lord. Jesus said, it was because of Peter's attitude we got a lot of revelation. He said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. They said, Lord, don't just wash my feet. Wash my head. Wash my eyes. Wash my whole body. Peter had a zeal. I said, Peter loved the Lord. I said, Peter loved the Lord. He loved him. You see, you can't love somebody and not make mistakes. And when you even make mistakes, because the person knows you love them, they will restore you. Peter, Peter, I have prayed for you. Satan has sought to sift you, finish you like wheat. But I've prayed for you that your law for me will not fail. Because faith worketh by love. Uh, I can't hear you this morning. He said, you love me, Peter. I, the way you love me, I don't want this seal to die. So I've prayed for you, but not for Judas. Judas had an attitude towards me. He was very intellectual. He analyzed me. He questioned everything I did. That's why he even ended up betraying me. But you, you just love me. Say, wash my head. Wash, Father, anything that has to do with Jesus, Peter will go the extra mile. Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Jesus said, come. Peter was the only one who walked on water. He loved the Lord. Everywhere Jesus was, he wanted to be there. Ah. May our hearts be warmed once again. In the midst of economic difficulties, may we never lose our love for God. I love to profession, something in your life. You have never set it above the love of God. Maybe you're a fisherman. You love your fishing profession more than you love anything else. Today you want to put God first. And I see him at the shore preparing and calling you. May you hear his voice in the name of Jesus. You are here, you are not born again. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. Raise your hand wherever you are. You want to give your life to Christ. See? Pastor, I want to give my life to God. I want you to pray for me. You are here. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord. I want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to count to three. As soon as, bring it down. As soon as I count to three, I want you to shoot your hands. One, say, Pastor, I want to, I'll come forward. When I you shoot your hands up, and then I'll bring you forward, and I'll pray for you. Jesus is going to come into your life. Two, if you are there, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Three, lift your hand if you are there like that. Father, we worship you. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.